What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Irish on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're so pumped to be with you. Greg Schaefer here, your lead host. Mark Hissom in the house. Will Havanis. What's up, guys? How's it going, buddy? Go Irish. Go Irish, indeed. Will over there on the couch, the guy on the couch. Hey. All that enthusiasm. You, this is this is what you can expect from this this group. We did our first episode there. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's funny because we're like, I don't know if this is exactly what the network's looking for, but hey, we're going to, we're going to bring it like we know how to bring it. So, uh, we'll see. We try to be something different, try to be fun, have a good time with this thing. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different, uh, debated on when I was going to release this particular episode, but, uh, we're going to talk some Irish basketball. We're going to try to maybe get into some other sports on campus, um, yeah, it's just going to be kind of everything but football. Um, we want to try to bring you some hockey stuff. Uh, hockey's off to one of their best starts in a long time. We're getting into a little soccer, lacrosse schedule dropped. Um, basketball's one and one. Um, so yeah, we'll just kind of talk a little bit of everything but football because you're going to get your fill of football the next, uh, the next couple weeks here as season comes to a close, as well as uh, getting ready for the bowl game, which a real quick football note from what I'm seeing, it's going to be the Camping World Bowl, and we're going to need a little help to get into the um, uh, New Year's Six Bowl, which the tie-in would probably be the Cotton Bowl, and ironically enough, both those games are played at the exact same time, December 28th at noon. Um, so uh, before I get going too far here, uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Locked On Irish, and then uh, you know we're out there on Spotify, iTunes, uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network, LockedOnPodcast.com. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we're going to be there. Um, real quick, I said it was not going to be any football, but I got a question for you guys. So Camping World Bowl's out there for us against Texas is a potential opponent, but the Cotton Bowl could be against a much lesser opponent, like the second-best ACC team, which we know how we feel about the ACC right now outside of Clemson, and um, or the potentially the best non-Power 5 school. Would you rather play Texas in a not – is this the one time you may not want to make a New Year's Six? I mean, I know we always want to make a New Year's Six, but I don't know. Texas just seems like the more name opponent in a bigger game than playing, like, I don't know, Virginia again. I would rather play Texas. Yeah, it gives you more credibility – um, especially when you beat them. Yeah. yeah what, you, what day is the game? Uh, December 28th. Ah, oh, darn it. Um, I'll be in Orlando. But you'll still be watching on the, the 28th. I mean, no, I know that. Um, so I was going to try to get some later bowl predictions. As you can see, this is exactly how this show is going to go. We come in with a plan, Greg throws it off, and then we move on from there. So, I know we didn't get any help yesterday at all towards getting in your six bowl. No, not at all. But I don't know. The more I looked at these uh, projections, I'm trying to bring them up here. Uh, as I know I've seen this, this is a question I had earlier this week even, and I, I got to thinking, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we want to just go ahead and play Texas. I mean, they were the toast of the town earlier this season. Um, you know, a lot of people thought they were going to compete for a playoff spot themselves. Kind of, kind of our situation. A lot of people thought we were going to compete for a playoff. Things have not gone as planned. Yeah, right now the Cotton Bowl matchup is Memphis and Baylor. You know, if Baylor drops a game or two, I think if, with Baylor's schedule, I think one loss for Baylor. I think they, there's no way you can let that team in a New Year's Six Bowl. So we would be. Let's say we replace Baylor. Do we really want to play Memphis in the Cotton Bowl? There is no nothing to be gained. No in my opinion. So let's go ahead and just go play Texas. I mean, I mean, am I wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like, eh. or I know there was a, some talk of maybe some orange bowl. 
Um, and that would be against the second best ACC team, which is just garbage. Aren't right? we the second best ACC team? That's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, right now, <laughs> so I'm on 247 right now for reference, and they got Wake Forest against Georgia. Like, how are you letting Wake, how are you even letting this tie-in happen? Okay, at this point, I feel like the networks have got to step in and say, no, we're not letting you put Wake Forest against Georgia. I agree. We may need to save this for another show. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, it is because once you start talking about bowl games, you know, they get to they start to get to select who they want at certain points and everything like that. Yeah. So uh get into Irish basketball here. Yeah, quick transition. Uh so the Irish come out, play a nice game against North Carolina, uh up thirty one thirty at halftime. And then I just feel like the North Carolina athletes just kind of took over the game. Um, well, yeah, you got to look at it. North Carolina has Cole <laughs> Anthony, who is projected as to bring that name number one or number two pick in the in the NBA draft this year. So to to only lose by eleven at North Carolina, yeah, that, that says a lot for ND basketball this year. The only thing I'll say about that is I feel like, and I haven't looked down the schedule and it's escaping me if we play them again, but I feel like if we were going to get North Carolina, it was going to be that night uh, with a pretty much a whole new set of starters for North Carolina. I unfortunately feel like if we were going to get them, that was going to be the night. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. Um, yeah, because we get North Carolina again February 17th, a month, a month before March Madness. They're going to be clicking. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You never know. Uh, yeah. it, it is college basketball. Uh, but you, you also you don't know what's going to end up happening with Notre Dame. Maybe that game is a preview of what you're going to see from them this year. You know, they, they lose by 11 to a, uh, a team that is a perennial powerhouse, and then they come out the next game and they blow the doors off of Robert Morris. Exactly. Now I, I know it's Robert Morris, and me, you, and Mark are probably the the, <laughs> the bench for Robert Morris. But but still, you know, could be could be some great uncle of yours. Also, could be a Division One basketball team. Yeah, I don't know if the ACC schedule gets for Notre Dame gets really tough uh, you, before the tournament too. So it's going to be tough. It is interesting though that uh, that all the writers out there, every ACC preview I've seen, it said seven or eight for the Irish this year it was a preseason prediction and. That gets you in the tournament. That gets you in the yeah. tournament. Uh, exactly. And the way I feel about this team, they need to flip their record. They have. They were 14-19 and 19 last year. In order for this team to be successful and show that Bray is making progress with this group, you have got to, I think, 19-14, and 14, have a good showing in the tournament, maybe get to 20-21-15 or something like that. If that's good enough for 7th or 8th, get in the tournament. That To me, that shows progress. You know, Notre Dame gets to 19 wins, 19-20-21 wins this year. You're talking about no less than a 9 seed because you're in the ACC. Yeah. And to win 18, 19, 20, 21 games in the ACC is not easy. And we've talked about that before. Is that I think the ACC argument of – you know, puffing your chest out for a conference for ACC basketball is much stronger than SEC football. Oh, absolutely. In my opinion. Because ACC basketball has been relevant and been a powerhouse for 50 years, 60 years. And it goes all the way down to your like number 10 team, where yeah. SEC football is about three teams. Yep. And, you know, that's what always been my big hang up with. You know, I'm not saying that the three teams up there aren't incredible. 
but it's like the you know ACC basketball. You can go all the way down to Wake Forest. Dude. You can go down to Georgia Tech, Pitt. Some years, yeah. I mean, the Jamie Dixon Pitt years, they were incredible with Dwan. Uh, was it Dwan Blair? Yeah, who had no ACLs. Yeah, none. <laughs> uh, NC State's always been strong. You've got North Carolina, Syracuse. I mean, at one point they had Maryland. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At one point, you even have Maryland sprinkled in there, who we get during our uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, we've won several of those recently, so uh, I feel like that's when we got to get, especially this out-of-conference schedule is brutal. We got Robert Morris. We got another guy named Howard, and then we got a guy named Marshall. on the next. That's the next two after that, uh, after Robert Morris. Presbyterian, Toledo, some dude named Fairleigh Dickinson, Maryland, <laughs> Boston College, uh, a little ACC matchup in December, which this ACC schedule screw me all up. We open up with an ACC opponent, and then we get one in the middle of December. Detroit Mercy, uh, UCLA at home, that'll be fun. Uh, Indiana on a neutral site, that'll be fun. And then Alabama A&M before the actual ACC schedule starts. To me, you got to roll through that, and you got to take two of three from Maryland, Indiana, and UCLA. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, but to me, to be honest with you, you know, you you say that's a brutal schedule. It doesn't sound like a different schedule than any other college basketball team. No, you're not wrong. I mean, these this name college basketball teams, they really do sprinkle the front end of their schedule with me, you, and Mark. Yeah, and, yeah. and I know about the only school that you could arguably say doesn't do that, and they do uh, they do do that to an extent is Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State does a pretty good job with that. Um, that, yeah, I mean, even still, you still got what looks like high school teams lined up there. Um, you know, the preseason, the preseason had me concerned. They had they only won by ten to a school called Bellarmine, whatever that is, and then they beat Capital from just down the road here. Um, you know, I, I know that's what you do during expedi- exhibition ball. They beat them by like thirty. Uh, it just, it didn't look great. You know, you look out there. And it just doesn't look fluid. Um, to Will's point, we did look good against North Carolina, and I think Prentice Hub is going to be a star. He hit three threes the other night, five of eight from the field, um, or three threes against uh, Robert Morris. He was five of eight from the field against Robert Morris, and against North Carolina, come out with led the team with twenty two points, and he looks the part. Uh, tried to play his best against Cole Anthony, but that kid's just on another level. Yeah, I mean, dude had thirty four points in his first game. Yeah, and didn't look like he was skipping any beats out there at all. Um, well, he might have been skipping beats, uh, but whew. that's you know from our A and one mixtape. <laughs> yeah, Cole Anthony though. What makes that a little more painful, unfortunately, is just the fact that he claimed he was down to Georgetown, Notre Dame, and uh, North Carolina. So it's like, ugh, could have had that. Could have had that. Yeah, that. That kind of sucks. But, uh, you know, we got Rex Fluger back. He's in his, like, 10th year. He's on the Kevin Hogan plan. Um, I wasn't as jacked to get him back as most people. Um, I'm happy to have him back. Don't get me wrong. But I know a lot of people look, viewed it as, like, man, this guy, we got him back fifth year. You know, Rex is a nice player. He He's going to be scrappy. Um, you know, he's kind of almost an Aaron Kraft kind of player. Um, he's going to play hard. Um, you know, but the other night against North Carolina, one rebound, one assist, and one point. Um, he's never been a scorer. Um, so, you know, for the offensive side of the ball, you know, he's just, he's not, never been that. So I don't know what people were seeing. I know basketball, one guy can make all the difference. But uh, as far as Rex, you know, he's a guy, you like to have him on the court. He's an energy guy. But even against Robert Morris, he was one of three from the field, 0 of one from three-point land, and only had four four total points. 
Um, Njogu, he's still just not that impressive out there. He was 0 of 2, no points, and that's against Robert Morris. Uh, Dane Goodwin, Goodwin from just down the road, Upper Arlington, showed up, had 18 points the other night. So, I mean, you know, we got to get these younger guys contributing. Need to get the big guy, uh, Jawan Durham. We need to get him in there and start really contributing as well. Yeah, I think Goodwin is uh, key to success, man. He's got to come off the bench and score. Absolutely. So, if, he, if he's scoring, we're winning. Well, and a big thing with them last year is, in my opinion, during the 14 and 19 season, which is one of Bray's worst years, is just, man, the guys looked like they were afraid to shoot the ball. And that cannot happen. You need to attack the glass. We're going to go as far as uh, TJ Gibbs is going to take us, as far as from the point. And then when he does kick it out, shoot the ball. Don't look for the easier shot. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes Notre Dame basketball teams have lived and died by the three, but this team, they're not even trying to live by it. I mean, that's tough when you got guys that act like they don't want to shoot. Yeah, it's college basketball. You have to shoot the ball. Yeah. And if you if you miss your first five shots. You still need to shoot the ball. Yeah, because you're going to get hot eventually. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many times have you watched a college basketball game, and especially in the tournament? When tournament time rolls around and you're just like, man, you know, this team's so much better than this other team, but they're trading twos for threes right now, and this team's shooting over their heads from the parking lot and can't miss. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, you miss, what was it, Larry Bird? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh, yeah. Shooters got to shoot. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see some potential with this team. I really do. I, I'm excited for this season, especially after the showing against North Carolina. And, again, they've done what they should have done against somebody like Robert Morris. Um, again, Howard's next up on the schedule. Um, and, and, again, this should look about like that. 92-57 over Robert Morris. There's no reason that Howard should not look similar. Marshall, Presbyterian, Toledo, Fairleigh Dickinson, thanks for playing. I mean, we should essentially get into December with only one loss. Yeah, it's like, hey, thanks for showing up. Here's your paycheck. Um, thanks for letting us score all those points. Well, and in looking at the schedule, too, I mean, we're not playing. We're playing two games outside of the state of Indiana until January. Uh, the game against against Indiana is a neutral site game down at, um, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Banker's Life, where the Pacers play. Uh, every other game is at home. North Carolina was at the Dean Dome. Maryland's at Maryland. Other than that, I mean, you get all these cupcakes at home, and then when you do have to leave the building, you play in the same state. There's no excuse. They need to tear through this. Again, I want to see two of three against the heavy hitters, or in this case, we don't really know what they are, but heavier than uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, um, I think what will be key for them in that stretch run will be their bench. Um, I know the starters are going to do their thing. Uh, what I'm seeing is uh, Notre Dame had 42 points off the bench, and that's only the 10th time since 96. That's what I'm saying. That they've done that, and and that's huge. Like, you know, you look at like the Golden State Warriors right now. They're struggling because they have no bench. Uh, a bench is huge, especially if one of your starters is off. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, it does look like a lot of guys are getting time right now. I mean, you got nine players getting over 10 minutes. Um, that's big. In college basketball, that's huge. Yeah. 10 minutes, you know, off the bench, that's that's a lot. And that and that and those minutes go down to Jawan Durham. Uh, I, I'm sorry, nine players getting over 10 minutes, and that's 15 and a half for Durham. And then the next down is uh, Elijah Morgan with three minutes. 
and Chris Doherty uh, also with uh, averaging three minutes in these first two games. But, you know, it's only two games. Uh, got a lot of guys in for, against Robert Morris. So we'll see how, you know, the next five, six, seven games is really going to tell the tale of how Bray's going to play this bench because we've also seen Bray in the past only play like seven guys. And, you know, the Matt Farrell years and stuff where Farrell's, you know, he's playing 40 minutes or 39 and a half minutes in a night. You know, I don't know if this team has the hosses to be able to pull that off. Um, you know, they're going to have to rely on being a, a full team. And, you know, I don't know if you're really going to see, I want to say Hub's going to do it, but I don't know if you're really going to see that guy come up every night and just to pay, be able to depend on 22 from this guy every single night. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, um, you know, right now it is key for these guys. If, if you're only rotating seven guys in and out, those seven guys better be legit and be able to do it all and be able to run that entire time. Otherwise, you need the time right now to figure out who who are your eighth, ninth, and tenth guys. So as we run into the next segment here, let's uh, give a shout-out to Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for your ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That is Roman.com slash locked. So we'll transition here into some... Irish, just other sports. What do you got for me on hockey, there, Mark? Well, as you, you know, as you alluded to in the beginning of the segment, uh, you know, Notre Dame hockey's off to a great start, seven zero and one. Just finished up a sweep of Ohio State, which is always awesome. Um, and it split a series with Minnesota. So I mean, it's a younger team. I feel this year, um, they still got some of their you know, main leaders back uh, in the goal, and then with Kale Morris as well. Um, so, I mean, it's a young season. It's still a lot of hockey to play. Um, so, we'll see how it pans out. Um, I am excited, though. I mean, 7-0, number five, uh, coming off the season they had last year and obviously the year before that. So, it's you know, things are, are continuing to look up for Notre Dame hockey. Yeah, I want to see Jeff Jackson get a title. I mean, he's been so close so many times. He's been at the helm forever. I mean, I just, I'd love to see it. Uh, we were at the Ohio State game last year, and that Ohio State team was a dang good team last year. I was surprised yeah. they got beat out so early. Um, we've played some, I mean, it's not like we're playing cupcakes right now either. We've played Ohio State twice and got two wins. Very close, albeit close, but still got two wins. We played Minnesota on the road, come away with a draw and a win. Um, I don't know anything at all about Air Force hockey, so I'm going to assume they're about like every other sport. They're just scrappy. Yeah, Air Force hockey, uh, Air Force lacrosse, um, and obviously at times Air Force football, they, you know, they, they do pretty well i mean they're not perennial powerhouses but they do have good seasons you know every handful of seasons so and i know lake superior state they've been good in the past and we got two uh we got 11 goals in a two-game stretch against them uh but upcoming you know it's not going to get any easier the big Ten's got a nice hockey slate um you got michigan state coming up you got wisconsin bowling green plays some nice hockey uh and of course boston college december 6th uh 6th and 8th those will be some tough ones and, of course, we'll have Michigan back on the schedule in uh, Columbus here, and we'll be making a trip over there either January 17th or 18th, so we'll be able to see them firsthand. Yeah, we'll do the Saturday game. Um, so if you guys live local to Columbus, uh, we will meet up and then take a trip to uh, – I can't remember where they play, Schottenstein? Yeah, Schottenstein. Yep, over to the shot. Uh, to watch uh, Notre Dame take on the Buckeyes. Yeah, so, yeah, you live local, as you, yeah, we probably didn't allude to in the other shows. We uh, – 
Yes, we are uh, not in Indiana or South Bend. We are actually in Columbus, and we uh, we had, have another production. If you guys listened to the intro, we had another production where we were found called East of the Bend, and that's where that name comes from, Columbus being east of South Bend. So, yeah, we do a lot of things when Notre Dame comes to town, with lacrosse, hockey, anytime the Irish are in town, get together. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that, and uh, go check out uh, with the, the guys from Locked On now, how professional are we? to check out uh check out the Notre Dame uh, hockey this winter. So uh Notre Dame soccer has got Clemson today in the ACC uh, tournament. Tell me a little bit about that, Willie. Yeah, so they're playing Clemson um today. It's an away game, but it's at Notre Dame Indiana. Um so that that should be good for Notre Dame. They're uh this year they're 7 and 3 at home and this is kind of I mean, it's an away game, but it's kind of considered a home game. Um, so that, that bodes well for them because they haven't been the greatest in conference play this year. They're three and five on the season in conference play, 10, six and one overall, that one being a tie, uh, for those of you who don't know about soccer <laughs> and um, ties still exist. Yes. Yeah. Ties still exist. And, and on neutral field there, they haven't played on a neutral field yet. So this in essence is a home game, um, playing against Clemson. But um, we'll see how that goes. Game starts at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, should be good. Coach Riley, he's got those boys humming along. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, you know, he's been highly successful at all his stops. And being a former captain and player for uh, for Notre Dame soccer, they definitely have uh, the right guy at the helm, that's for sure. Now, I don't know their prospects of winning a title this year. Um, they This is a down team from past years. That's that's definitely uh, for sure. Because I don't even think they're ranked right now. Is that right? They I don't believe they are ranked. They were ranked earlier in the year. No, they're um, 15th right now, actually. Okay. That's my fault. Um, so, so they were they they've they started off good and kind of hit some bumps in the road there, but um, you just you just never know though, you know, just like college football, college basketball, you know, college hockey, college soccer, it's the same. You could just get hot at the right moment. The ball bounces a, a different way and. Yeah. You're off and running. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't get any – I mean, we talk about ACC basketball just a little bit ago, but ACC soccer is is out of control. I mean, it's that's some top, top-level soccer, right? Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, I'm looking at the top ten right now. You got Virginia, you got Wake, Clemson, Virginia Tech in the top ten. Yeah, um, and, and that's – that that is what it is. North Carolina is always going to be a powerhouse, especially once you start talking about women's soccer. You know they've produced some of the greatest, but um, the ACC, you know, it's it's great for college soccer. Yeah, I mean, looking down the list of the top twenty-five, you got BC, you got Notre Dame, you got Louisville, um, just scattered with you know just ACC opponents all throughout. Uh, so yeah, it should be awesome. They need that win. It'd be nice to get a little bit higher seed in the uh, in the big tournament. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up for today. I hope you guys enjoyed just a little taste of uh, just a little taste of anything else kind of but football. I know I opened with football there, but a little debate. If you want to post on our Twitter page, tell us what you think about the show or the thoughts on playing Texas in a non-New Year's Six Bowl versus like Memphis in a Cotton Bowl, let us know. Um, open any comments. You want to hear us talk about something, uh, maybe we can do a mailbag show or something at some point in time. Just hit us up on the on the uh, Twitter page, we'll get a Facebook page going here at some point too, and spread the word to your friends. You know, we are the only and number one uh, po- uh, daily Notre Dame podcast, all part of the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Um, you can check out other podcasts at uh, Locked On 
podcast.com because we know you're fans of other things as well. So check those out. Um, but yeah, any Notre Dame fans you know, let them know. Locked On Irish is here. It says coming soon on the website, but that should change very, very shortly. So uh, yeah, check it out. And we'll have episodes uh, five days a week. I don't want to say daily because our schedules, we're going to try to sprinkle them around. So I can't guarantee Monday to Friday, but you're definitely going to have five shows. They're going to be short. It can be kind of to the point. You know, it's not going to be no long drawn out uh, Joe Rogan podcast, which are great, by the way. Shameless plug for that guy, because, man, talk about success as a podcast, right? Yeah. Jesus. Is you know, it even a podcast anymore? I mean, I know he saves it off and you can watch it on podcast, but I watch it on YouTube while I'm at work. Yeah. And then I'll find segments and it's like, you know, I'm not going to watch all four and a half hours. It's like right. the Titanic of podcasts. So. Again, check us out on Twitter at uh, Locked On Irish. Uh, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. So until next time, guys, go Irish.